So we'll start with the story. So if you uh, come from the Eastern world, uh, so I, I, like I said, I was born in Afghanistan. I lived a part of my life in Pakistan. And when you go around there, like in, it looks very different if you don't know, if you, if you haven't lived there, you will go in the middle of like a market section. There'll be like an area that's like blocked off and there's an elephant right there. There's a real elephant, a giant elephant. Some guys, it's not a zoo or anything like that. It's not even a circus. It's just like in the middle of a normal thing that people do. And it's like a, a ride. And I've actually gone on these a uh, couple of times in my childhood. But there's a story goes around it of how these elephants are trained to be there in that environment. And I, I don't know how true that story is, but it communicates the point that we're uh, that I'm trying to create uh, to, to make very well. So here's how it goes. First of all, if you know these amazing animals, they are incredibly powerful. First of all, they're very intelligent. They're considered one of the most intelligent animals on, on the planet. But uh, second, they're incredibly powerful. Um, which means that they can walk through your house and they wouldn't feel a thing. Uh, they will go through walls because they they have that strength. Um, now, when you uh, watch them in those regions, they're kind of tied to a little pole like this. If you Google the thing, you will see that they're either tied to a chain or a rope or something. And you wonder, it's like, why is this giant thing being feeling like they can't break through and it's like forced to do this bunch of thing every day over and over and over and over and over and over? Why is this animal not moving, breaking itself free. Well, here's how the story goes. When these elephants are little, they are tied to a pole in that similar environment. And because they're little, they don't have the strength. They don't yet, they don't have the power to break free and they struggle and struggle and struggle. Um, and after days and maybe even months of struggling and going through that torture, at some point, something clicks in their mind that... I can't break free. And when that happens, doesn't matter how strong, how powerful the animal grows to be, it just believes that that's its fate. As soon as it's tied to that, that's where it is. Now, you already know what the analogy of that in, in human life is. It's not the rope. We don't even see what the hell the rope is or the thing that we're tied to is. It's actually in our own mind. We're all stuck with our own conditioning patterns. And um, even though we're humans, we're a lot like other animals. And this has been proven over and over at, at this point that we can be conditioned to think certain things, to feel certain things, to be certain things. Um, uh, and uh, one, there's this one historian that writes about this. Uh, Dr. Noah Harari wrote a book, Sapiens. He talks about human children. He says that, Human children are a lot like molten glass. You can shape them into a lot of things. This is why we can have such a diversity of people from so many different cultures believing different religions, different beliefs, and different thought processes, different ways of doing things, so many different strategies of life because we can train people to think in any way that we want them to think. Um, in fact, I've lived in three different cultures, and uh, it's funny when you leave a culture and you look back, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> There was a lot of propaganda there. <laughs> and then when, when you go, get to the other one, I'm like, I wonder if there's more propaganda on this side. Of course there is. That's to be assumed. Uh, but but here, here's an interesting thing. So children believe anything. I'll tell you something about my kids. So we play this game. Uh, I think my seven-year-old has caught, caught on by now. Uh, but uh, we used to, when they were little, uh, actually, we still play it. But I used to play this more with both of them. I have two daughters now. They're seven and four. But especially a couple of years ago. We would play hide and seek and I would hide behind something uh, and um, 
and they would come and look in that area and I'm not there. And then I would get up and just, it would be a couch and I'm sitting on the couch as if they never saw me. And then they will come back and be like, uh, Aliyah would come around my daughter. She'd be like, uh, she'll look at me. I'll be like, what? You didn't see me. I was sitting here the whole time. <laughs> she looks at me. She's like, no, you weren't. I came here. I'm like, well, did you not know I had invisibility powers? And she's like, no, you don't. She's like a superhero person. She likes superheroes. And I do too. But you can tell on her face, she she doesn't know how to make sense of that. She's she's like, what? Does my dad know how to go invisible? <laughs> but she's smart enough to say, she's like, well, do it now. I'm like, well, no, I only do it at certain points. But it, it's not like the, the interesting thing is there were times when I could look at her face and she's, she was believing it. This is how we are as human beings, no matter how much we've grown. And by the way, every major system, whether powers, governments, anybody, they use that against people. They will convince you of all sorts of things that are not real, uh, but you will believe that it's real. Now, ideally, as conscious beings, we want to learn how to decipher one thing from another. And that's very hard to do in a complex world. But as kids, we just take in everything we want. Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about it, the human, uh, the the mind of a child runs on theta theta waves, which means that it's supposed to take in information and not question it. And all of us grew up in the same exact environment. So we're conditioned to feel certain things, believe certain things, think certain things, and act certain ways. So what happens? There are good things that we're taught, of course. There are good things in our culture, in our religion, in our life, in our society. And there are things that are negative. There are things, and how I define negative, things that are not serving us anymore. And there are things that are downright destructive. And 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 I'll, 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 I've I've seen that in my clients. I've seen that in my own life. So, for example, somebody would be in a in a completely abusive relationship, even though in their own culture they will say that don't be in an abusive relationship, but they're conditioned to stay in it. So they'll be in an abusive relationship where they're physically harmed every day. And you can see the wounds on their body, but they're not leaving it because they have a belief that said that we don't leave no matter what. And it gets to a point where somebody gets gets killed, somebody gets harmed, the effects of it goes everywhere. And unless they have some help, somebody pointing to that as, hey, this is not normal. You're not supposed to be killed in a relationship that you're supposed to trust in. But people go through that every day. That happens in the Western world. It happens in the Eastern world happens all over the world. So why do, why can we do that? Because we're conditioned to believe certain things. We're conditioned to think certain uh, things about ourselves, about other people, about the world. Think about uh, somebody growing up in, in a family where they're taught that you live in a dangerous world, in a very dangerous world. Now, I, I actually grew up in a dangerous world, but it was very interesting that my parents, even though we were in danger, we were taught to uh, to like connect with the, the positive things in our life, to be loving around each other, to have that time together with each other. Even though we were in war and famine and all sorts of things at times, but we felt we could connect to the positive moments of life. And we were told that there's a lot more to life than just this. But imagine, and there were families who went through that, it's that, that watch out for the world. It's going to get you. And when you grow up with that thought process, your mind looks for that. We know what, what the world is a mixed bag of everything. People are a mixed bag of everything. There are people who are positive, who are negative. There are in every culture, in every society. There, there are systems that are positive, there are negative. There are things that will harm you, there are things that won't. But our mind won't even look for the things that supports us if we don't connect with that. 
if we don't connect with the positive pieces of it. And if we're conditioned to think a certain way, that will be that. Now, there are some of the things that are obvious. There are some things that are completely not obvious at all. Uh, there are people we will go through a whole life thinking that I know this thing and I know this is real, but it is harming us in ways. For the longest time, I, for example, I believe that I'm this introverted person that couldn't do, couldn't talk to people. Well, you can clearly see that's not a problem anymore. <laughs> uh, and but that took me like I believe that wholeheartedly that that's who I am. I'm a quiet person in the corner, and that's how I was made. That was not true. And other people reinforced that around me by saying, "Oh, you're such a shy person. You're this." You're... But that was just my mo behavior in that moment. That wasn't a static thing. Um. But I had to, it took me years to move out of that because I just didn't understand that that's not who I was. That was just my behavior in relation to what was going on. To other people, it might have been obvious, but to me, it wasn't obvious at all. And a lot of people go through that. A lot of people will say, I'm not really good with people. I'm not really good in relationships. I'm not really good in business. I'm not a con confident person or I'm not, I'm not somebody who can connect with people easily. How do you know? And this is what I'm going to point to is the potential that human beings have is that it's much more vast than we know. And so when we're stuck in our conditioning, we don't know how to get out of it. It's a complete blind spot. So I want you to think about this. What are the areas, at least the areas that you're aware of that you feel stuck? And then there will be areas where you see broken patterns, but you don't know why you're, why they're happening over and over. It might be in your family and might be in the way that you feel on a day-to-day -day basis, or it might be in your business where things are breaking down, but you don't know why they're happening. Those are blind, blind spot areas. You can only see the effect of it. You don't understand the cause. And we all have them. This is why we, as human beings, we need other human beings around us. Uh, we need other people around us to give feedback, whether those are mentors, coaches, friends, communities, all sorts of things, masterminds because we will lose sight of things very easily.